Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode nine, Skin Health with our very own Emily Bathgate. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) I feel like I've been here before. Yes. (laughs) I'm not really that special and interesting guest. Oh, you're very here every every time. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) I know there's a lot of people that are wanting to pick your brain. You are the skin witch. Yeah. So let's start with how you got into where you are today um like your skin journey Mm. so I had amazing skin until puberty hit me still does but we'll get to that (laughs) it's been a journey um about 12 13 when I started getting my period hormones kicked in and the shit hit the fan really for my skin and I developed acne which started pretty mild and then it really developed into quite severe acne and around the same time obviously my body is changing and I started to really go downhill mentally Mm. I hated myself I had clinical anxiety and depression um and my skin was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I was also struggling from really, really bad period pain. And we found out that it was endometriosis and yeah, mm-hmm. things were not great from that perspective. And I can remember my skin being so bad that it got to the point at 14, we went on a family holiday down South, my parents and my sister and I, and I was trying really hard to not wear makeup for the whole holiday so that I could give my skin some room to breathe for a change because I hated my skin so much that literally from age 12, I was wearing makeup every single day and not like lashes and eyeshadow and, but just literally foundation and concealer to try and make my skin look better. And I was going makeup free for the week and we were driving we were going four-wheel driving. We were giving it a try. And I remember thinking, cool, well, we're not going to see anyone. We're, like, driving through the bush and on the beach. Excellent. This will definitely be a makeup-free day. Give my skin some space. And we're driving along, and it was so busy. <laughs> These four-wheel drive tracks, just people came out of nowhere. And I can remember sitting in the back seat behind 
my dad who was driving and I was so self-conscious and I can remember people driving past us and being able to see me and I was so terrified that they would see me without makeup these random strangers who were actually four-wheel driving not I'm assuming they weren't out four-wheel driving that day to have a look at like random passengers (laughs) skins but you never know and I was just so so self-conscious about it that I literally made my sister swap positions with me in the car so that I could sit Mm. on the other side so that people going past us wouldn't see Mm. my face like I think that was really when I hit rock bottom and it was around that time that you know we'd been to the GP quite a few times I'd been put on the pill from full time since 14 because of my period pain mainly because I feel like there's an impending pill episode coming soon. Yes, definitely. But yes, at the time I was like, amazing. The best way for me to avoid period pain is to just not get a period. Cool. Um, Perfect fix. And at the same time, amazing. It could like completely clean my skin. Well, unfortunately that didn't even work for me. So I've tried antibiotics. I've tried creams, everything. I even was... Do you remember um, that skincare? What's it called? Uh, that was basically bleach. Proactive. Yes. Proactive was, was on yep. all of the TV ads. Mm. Like you'd be watching the OC. Next minute, proactive. Like, do you want clear skin? Like, yes, I, of course I do. Like, yes, desperately. I <laughs> and I bought it, and Tara, my sheets were bleached. Oh. My towels were bleached. My skin was like raw, like it would bleed and it was bad enough as it was. I mean, oh, (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Yeah, awful. But I had hit absolute rock bottom. My mental health was so bad. We went back to the GP and we were like, you've got to help us. Like my mum was so worried about me and we went to a dermatologist and I started on Roaccutane and my skin was so bad that I had to do an extremely high dose of Roaccutane. And I remember in that initial consult, I can remember exactly what the dermatologist's office looks like. And I remember them saying to me, do you have a problem with mental health? And I was like, well, yeah, I I fucking hate my skin. I hate my life. I I don't want to be here looking like this Mm. and I they they warned me like there is a risk of depression with Roaccutane and I remember him saying all of the risks and you know are you on the pill because if you're not on the pill and you happen to fall pregnant like your your fetus would be deformed and at no point was I like oh like how is this going to impact my health like Mm -hmm. if it's going to like deform an unborn child what about my body? Like, I didn't ask that. I was just like, clear my skin, sign me up. Like I will do anything. Yeah. So I was taking a really high dose for a few months. My skin actually got worse. Mm. And I remember them saying to me, Oh, well, sometimes it happens, you know, your skin's got to get worse before it gets better. And I'm like, no, like you don't understand. Like my skin cannot get any worse. I cannot be dealing with this. And so then I was chucked on antibiotics at the same time. And I increased my dosage. Yeah. Yeah. So I was having nosebleeds every time I got in the shower. 
my skin was awful, my health was just deteriorating. And I think, you know, it's easy to blame Proaccutane, but I think also where I was mentally, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at health holistically, you've got to encompass all of those areas. And I hated myself. So, of course, my health was not going to be amazing. But yeah, Proaccutane was insane. And I've always been weirdly enough because I'm from England like you would think because the son would hate me but my um my family actually like uh don't burn like we we've got quite nice um skin not that I was like sun tanning but I would go outside for like 30 seconds and if any part of my body was exposed to the sun I would be burnt instantly yes that's the Iraqi tan isn't it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um so that and the nosebleeds and my like skin was so dry like my lips were so dry they would hurt and like crack and bleed and it was just awful and yeah i then developed uh, glandular fever at a similar time and then i ended up with chronic fatigue and that was okay because my skin was clear <laughs> Funnily enough, I hadn't dealt with any of the actual underlying reasons as to why my skin was a problem in the first place. So a few years after I had stopped the Roaccutane, thinking that my my problems were solved, and I started uni and my stress flared back up again and my skin went nuts again. Mm. And I was like, right, I'm I'm doing it differently this time because this has not served me. And I started to look down the natural health and healing Root and yeah, I just started studying. So I was studying naturopathy and yeah. And how did you process the emotions behind it, M? Because you were a model at the mm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do you think that played in? Do you think that helped? Do you think that hindered? Like yeah. So I was in like modeling lessons when my skin was bad. And I actually remember, I kind of wish now in hindsight that I hadn't, but a few years ago I was sorting through like old photos and I'd done a photo shoot as part of the modeling school, like graduation or whatever for the, for the, uh, and I had these photos taken and I thought I looked really beautiful and my skin like the photographer had not edited the skin at all and oh Tara like I look back and just the sadness in my eyes Mm. that you could see was awful so yes I started then I was signed to an agency when I was 15 so this was as I had just finished my Roaccutane journey so at that point my skin is clear and I'm being celebrated I'm been signed to a modeling agency and being sent to castings and doing shows and photo shoots and yeah suddenly I felt like I was worthy however I I wasn't I I deep down believed that I was still not worthy and there are so many um emotions and I know we've touched on this in our episodes previously but that underlying mental and emotional aspect behind physical conditions Mm -hmm. so with skin like it's it's really about like what is getting under your skin what is beneath the surface and it's also um like a a a, it's really that self-hatred like feeling not good enough Mm -hmm. feeling unworthy feeling irritated and, and frustrated and 
that um, disapproval and criticism and invalidation and being really withdrawn and insecure, feeling like you're second best and that you don't have that value and also just feeling really uncomfortable in your skin, which I think as teenagers we do experience at the best of times, but then, yeah, you throw in a skin condition and it's like, oh, God, now I feel even worse about myself. Mm. Um, And I think that's something that I see now in my clients is that when I talk to them about this and that fear of not being good enough, which is particularly with acne, Mm. that belief that you're not worthy and you're not good enough and, yeah, you're really criticising yourself constantly. And when I say that to my clients and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you can kind of see it click. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Yeah, so it's, to be honest, like I think that was the last thing that I dealt with, Mm. but it was the biggest thing. Because through your naturopathy, Mm. like understanding Mm. the underlining and you needed to get to that root cause. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, for me, like the root cause was a lot about um, gut and my hormones and Mm. my stress levels, funnily enough. Um, and that's something that I see with most of my clients and obviously every case is slightly different, but really working with those, um, all of those organs and systems because our skin is our largest organ. And I think in some ways I'm actually quite grateful in hindsight. And this sounds really weird and ironic because if I can just imagine like 15 or 13, 14 year old Emily looking Mm. at me now being like, what? are you talking about you absolute weirdo but I feel quite grateful now that I did have a skin condition because it finally made me listen to what was happening on a bigger scale within my body like at least I had some part of my body that was visible that I could see throwing up this white flag like we surrender like Mm. we are done we really need help Mm. like we are going to make your face erupt so that you stop and listen to us Mm. and as a teenager I didn't and you know I I look back and I I feel regretful and I know my mum feels really bad but you did the best you could exactly the knowledge that you had exactly exactly and obviously since then I have really expanded that knowledge and now yeah it is my passion to make sure that there are no more 13 14 year old Emily's out there in the world that we realize that there are other options available to us and that everybody is different and that working with like a a unique plan that encompasses your whole body and your whole self on a physical but also a mental and emotional level at the same time Mm. like that is that is the key yeah so that holistic healing and it's so interesting what you say about you know that that struggle that you had to go Mm. through Mm -hmm. um, and that being your greatest gift to the world now. Yeah. um, But needing to go through, you know, that hardship. Yeah. um, You've alchemized it and now using it to help other people Mm. because you know, like that sense of desperation, like especially in our society now um this even more so now this picture perfect like perfection and absolutely and also I think as well you know when you're saying with that desperation I think like we live in the world now where okay you want to buy something you can't afford it cool years after pay you can still have it instantly instant yes yeah and unfortunately that is not how 
your body works. That is not how your skin works. Your skin cells take four to six weeks to renew. So unfortunately I haven't yet developed a magic pill that within one day you can wake up with like crystal clear skin. I mean, if I had, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. No offense. I'd be like on the beach in the Maldives. Like, I, I, I would probably yet. still be doing it, but just yeah. email does. I'd have flown you there, but we'd be recording, yeah, from there. Oh, <laughs> uh, amazing. So when you say that, I think it's really good to set those realistic expectations mm. that you are working on these different, um, you know, parts of our body, like our gut. Um, yep. So what would you have said to that, Emily, mm. that would come to you mm. now? Like what is the first thing that you do with your clients? Mm. So my first consult is about an hour long beforehand. I get my clients to fill out a really long new client form as well. So we go through and really start to, I explain it to my clients as kind of forming their puzzle picture. So gathering as many little pieces to their puzzle as we possibly can so that we can start to step back and go, okay, this is the bigger picture. This is what is happening for you on a physical, mental, environmental, emotional level. Um, and this is why these things might be happening. And so we can start to form a, a fairly good picture straight off the bat of, you know, what systems might be kind of not working overly well. And very often with skin and particularly with acne, it's that immune system, our gut, our liver, that whole detoxification system and, and root. Um, and yeah, also that, that stress and nervous system plays into that too. Plus then we've got feeding from all of those, our reproductive system also. So you can see that already, even just from a physical level, there is so, I mean, it's the majority of our body that is impacted when we're looking at skin. So to narrow things down a little bit further, I really like to work with testing. So, um, even, basic blood testing. Um, I think there is so much that can be seen from that, particularly looking at things from optimal levels as opposed to clinical reference ranges. Um, I think that's really important and, you know, no hate to doctors whatsoever. They have a different job to me mm. and they're looking from clinical reference range viewpoint to see whether something is out of range and potentially causing disease or disorder or deficiency, whereas I'm looking more from those optimal viewpoints. So my reference ranges are typically a lot more narrow um, and we're wanting to find out, okay, why are we not at an optimal level if that is the case and what can we do then to get you to an optimal level and, and what's working and what's not working and, and what nutrients is your body desperately craving. Mm. Um, and remembering that, as I said, our skin is our largest organ. And all of our organs in our body need these nutrients to be delivered by our red blood cells. Our skin is the last one to receive it and it's also the largest. So if we've not got enough nutrients coming into the body or being digested properly or absorbed properly, then we're not going to be getting those optimal levels of nutrients mm. to the skin. On top of that then, we can look at different testing, you know, depending on the case as to whether we go down the gut testing route or whether we go down the hormone testing route. But then I also really like to work on that emotional level as well and really trying to convince my clients that they are worthy mm -hmm. and that they deserve to feel better. Because 
so often and I've seen it play out in myself and I see it play out in my clients as well where and again particularly with the acne cases there is that belief that we are not good enough that things have to be perfect and they have to be perfect now not in six months not in two months not even in a week they need to be perfect now however when we feel deep down and it again you know like we spoke about with Rach in our kinesiology episode there has to be um that openness and understanding and there has to be that desire to really truly want to change and if we don't feel good enough on that subconscious level then why would we change why would we want to improve our health why would we want to take steps towards improving our health Mm. and so so often i see my my acne clients really self-sabotage as well and that's a real hurdle to get over so working with a kinesiologist or a psychologist or a counselor as well as doing the physical work um that is typically when we start to get really good results yeah amazing i love that Mm. and then you're the perfect example of that because i know you've had so many challenges with your skin Mm. and those that um you know have seen emily (laughs) you get so many comments on your skin before people even know Mm. that you um, are a naturopath and then Mm. on top of that can you uh, tell us about the purest collection so your um, you know, your luxury natural skincare line and how that came to be, um, working so beautifully with your naturopathy. Mm. So I actually started that business before I started my naturopathy degree. Initially I was just playing around with candles and I think I've spoken about this a little bit in our introductory episode, um, episode zero. And at the same time, my mum was going through her health journey I was starting to see that I wasn't really satisfied with the way that conventional medicine was working and that it it seemed quite shallow and there wasn't that bigger picture view, that holistic view. And I was really craving that for my mum and craving it for myself. And I, yeah, did a, a 180, moved away from the fashion industry came into the health industry, started my studies. And at the same time, I'd always loved skincare. And I was so, you know, and especially, again, I think um, it being in that modeling industry from a young age, having that awareness of beauty and and talking to makeup artists and things. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I really want to start taking care of my skin. And obviously also having that perfectionist tendency and that deep-seated belief that I'm not good enough. I really wanted to use beauty as a tool to kind of try and improve myself um, along with all of the self-work that I was doing and have done. Um, But I I was starting to do some research into skincare and I kind of was a little bit alarmed regarding how the ingredients in the conventional skincare that I was using might actually not be that great for my health overall and I don't want to bash chemicals here because ultimately like I have a science degree and everything is made up of chemicals good or bad like (laughs) I'm not hating on chemicals here but there are certain chemicals that really do impact 
our bodies and ultimately the environment on a, on a really big scale. And I started to question whether the skincare products with their amazing promises on the bottle, like proactive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Like, is it worth compromising my, my overall health, my long-term health, mm. um, even down to like my fertility and my susceptibility and vulnerability towards, you know, potentially um, developing cancers. Fellow witch, interrupting this episode to let you know that M has just released her ebook and holistic skin guide called Ready, Set, Glow. And in there, I cover all of the areas that I work on with my clients. So mindset, diet, gut health, stress, hormones, and lifestyle. And you will find it on my website. We'll pop the link in the show notes for this episode. Let's get back to the episode. With my mum's bowel cancer, like there's, there is a genetic link there. And I was like, oh, actually, no. Like, do you know what? I'm, I'm not happy to risk that. Mm. I, I don't want to be battling against that as well. I'm going to start to control this. So I started playing around with skincare really out of my interest of beauty, my love of beauty, my love of starting to use natural ingredients, my naturopathy knowledge and and starting to understand herbal medicine and aromatherapy. And I believe that nature does have all of the tools that we need to be as healthy as we possibly can be. So I started to infuse that into my own products and yeah, things have kind of grown since then with my knowledge and my experience and yeah, that's kind of a long roundabout way of saying that I, yeah. Yeah. And they're absolutely beautiful products. I'm not biased at all, but I'm so (laughs) thankful that you started this skincare line because yeah, I am using all of it. I didn't pay Tara. Just, no, it's full nice quote. <laughs> and like, I've been on this journey with M and, you know, very mindful about what I'm putting on my skin. Mm. Um, you know, especially with my mum as well. Mm. And I think it can be very overwhelming. Um, M like yes. what is good and what isn't because, you know, there's like so much that you have to work through on the marketing. Oh, so much. Um, so, um, yeah, there's so much to look at there, mm. but can you, um, you know, for someone that is new to this journey and mm. wanting to switch over to more cleaner products, yes. what, what is the best way to do it? Swapping out one at a time. Like I just want to not overwhelm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you, and yeah. Like how can we start replacing mm. and what are the mm. best ones to swap out first mm. and yeah, and how this toxic um, overload yes. um, especially affects women because we're typically using more of these yeah. um, products. Totally, absolutely. It's um, it's interesting. I was talking before about like gut testing and hormone testing and there are times when there are certain things out of whack in my client's results and it's like, mm, okay, it could be this, it could be this. It could also be... At that toxin exposure. So, um, and we spoke about this in the gut health episode, even passive smoking, cigarette smoking can impact our microbiome. Our microbiome is going to impact our skin because our skin has a microbiome too. But there are also um, so many ingredients that, yeah, do disrupt particularly our, our endocrine system. So 
I really recommend that you watch out for certain ingredients and that you take it one step at a time. Okay. Yep. You're using conventional cosmetics. You're using conventional skincare. You're using conventional perfumes. You're using conventional cleaning products. Okay. I'm not going to say grab a bin bag and chuck them all out Mm. because that's silly and wasteful. Mm -hmm. But how can you start to make small changes? So I think that starting with even cleaning products is a really great way to start because I think what really holds people back in their movement towards more natural products is the belief that they're not going to work. Yeah, the performance. Yes. yes. And I think it's very real. And I'll be honest with you, there are there are skincare, natural skincare products that do not work. I've used them. I'm mm. like, oh, this is awful. That's why you should use the purest. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And so I just want to give a little bit of um, insight into this. So mm. uh, my mum, for most of her life, she was a representative for a high-end luxury French um, cosmetic Mm. and skincare company. Yeah, forget about this. And so heavily, like, she was a representative for their perfumes. um, And it's a very, I'm not going to say the brand, it's a very high-performance, really well-known brand. And she was working with that most of her life. Um, And for those that don't know, my mum passed away from bowel cancer. I'm not saying that there's, you know, that direct link, but I'm saying um, that toxic overload that her Mm. body would have been exposed to Mm. during over all those years of working Mm. with that. Um, And like I said, it's very high performance, like it definitely works, but like now having the knowledge um, and, you know, thanks to you, Em, as well, understanding just how bad some of these chemicals are, that they're putting in there Mm. and like what's the trade-off like absolutely I think that's the thing at the end of the day is it worth it yeah and so the hardest one for me to give up and was um was perfume yeah like that was really hard but I think we're really lucky now because there's a lot of um swaps that you can do and the standard is really rising in this in this clean health yeah um and another one for me Em, is um deodorant it was really yes. important that I switched deodorant. Yes. Um, and not having that alum, that aluminum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blocking the pores. The, yeah. The, anything that is blocking our detoxification system um, is, yeah, a hard no for me. Yeah. So I've really started making all those swaps. And now, like I would say, most of my skincare and my makeup mm. is nearly all like natural but it is definitely a a mission yeah it is a mission and it's finding you know uh, talking to your friends and finding out what brands they love absolutely but at the same time not um not forgetting that your skin and your body are unique and that your you know your own unique skin is going to respond differently so I work with a lot of dermal therapists and a lot of them are very open-minded to using more natural products because they understand the holistic side of skin um but yeah use up what you're using when you finish a product give something new a try and remember to give it time because it can take in some cases up to sort of three months for our skin to adjust to a new product so don't write it off (laughs) one week in give it a little bit of time and you know in that sort of 
four to 12 week period, find out whether your skin really enjoys it or not and, and keep trialing things mm. ultimately. But even, and I think the other, the other fear is that oh, it's going to be so expensive. Okay. Where can we find things that are going to help you move towards that more natural life at a really budget level? And I think it's possible because I think that even the marketing side of things, mm. like people are catching on to the idea that we don't want to use chemicals that are disrupting our liver and our thyroid and our kidney function. We don't want to be absorbing coal tar dyes and pigments, which, mm. by the way, in a lot of um, makeup and even hair dye products, we don't want to be absorbing them into our bloodstream and ending up with brain toxicity. We don't want to be accumulating ingredients that are not nice in our brain and our other organs. We don't want to be damaging our liver. We don't want to be, you know, making ourselves sterile, including men. Um, yeah, we don't want to be short-term gain. And, exactly. And this is the thing, and I see a lot of... Um, you know, not only makeup, but skincare, mm. you know, I look at my skincare as an investment. Yes, it is expensive, yes. but I, you know, I'm willing to invest in that. I'm yeah. investing in my health. I see as, as part of that one core value, mm. but you have to understand that a lot of these manufacturers, especially in makeup can make it so cheap yes. because they are substituting for yeah. these subpar um dangerous yeah it's actually dangerous yeah absolutely absolutely and yeah i think one um that always gets me and uh i guarantee that everyone will have used this product or at least have a friend who has used or does use this product it's in a red tube (laughs) um and people use it on their lips I'm not going to say too much more because I can just envision like witches being witches being taken to court and I don't really think that's the vibe we're going for. Yeah, no. no, um, no do you know what I'm talking about yeah. though? Yeah, it starts with P. There's two P's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, turns out um, that actually <laughs> there's not much of the ingredient that it's named after mm. in it. It's actually majority petroleum jelly. Mm. Uh, now, giveaway behind petroleum jelly is actually – kind of in the name, uh, petrol. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are massive links with petroleum and petrolatum jelly, um, to liver and kidney abnormalities, even cancers. Mm. Yeah. So please chalk out that little red tube and find something else. Yeah. But, and the way that that is marketed, it, it looks completely natural because yeah, yeah it, the it name. is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think that is something really important to keep in mind mm. no matter what the label says no matter what the marketing says and unfortunately there's not a lot of regulation around using the word natural or even organic yes. and we've seen cases where brands have been taken to court and even brands for baby skincare which is quite disturbing being called natural and organic, I I think it's really a case of buyer beware and looking at the ingredients properly because if there's synthetic chemicals, if there is artificial fragrance or detergents or artificial preservatives, they are not natural. 
Yeah, and so with that fragrance, fragrance and disrupts yes. our hormones, right? Because yeah. it can mimic yeah. um, our body thinking, um, yeah, disrupting our hormones. Yeah. And another big one that has been in the news recently is um, sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, companies are actually being taken to court because there's a carcinogen um, in the actual yeah. sunscreen. So yeah. it really does, um, you know, we just really want you to double check your products. Mm. And M, is there some links or some databases or somewhere that our listeners can go into to dive deeper into this topic? Because it is such a big one. It is such a big one. And again, please do your, your research and look carefully into things. Um, I do have quite a few resources, so we'll pop them in the show notes for you guys to check out so that you can, yeah, suss things out, do a little bit more reading. But, I mean, the really big ones to look out for, and again, I think companies are starting to keep an eye out for this, but uh, like your parabens, which um, are very, very widely used, they mainly act as preservatives. Um, your Your perfume or perfume um having said that some brands can use essential oils Mm -hmm. and the constituents of of plants and flowers to make perfume um yeah (laughs) it's a little bit of buyer beware there because the other issue is that typically when uh brands write perfume and don't disclose Mm. the ingredients contributing to that yeah they don't have to say what's in the perfume what's Mm. making up that fragrance mm-hmm. um sls and ses as well they're foaming agents so in a lot of like your shampoos and bath and shower gels mm-hmm. um liver damage and cancers have been linked to that again your petroleum jelly your bha and bht um they're synthetic antioxidants and they're used in, as preservatives in a lot of like moisturizing products and even in lipsticks mm-hmm. um and then triclosan, which um, is used in hand sanitizer, like I think we've all been quite exposed to hand sanitizer yes, over the last couple of years. That is a big one. Yeah, and soaps and toothpaste, and it's um, it's an antibacterial ingredient, which is why it's used in those products. Um, but it's a synthetic antibacterial. The American Environment uh, Protection Agency have actually registered triclosan as a pesticide that is harmful to humans, but also to the environment. Um, so yeah. And that on our gut, on every level, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, we will definitely, um, include a whole heap of resources in the show notes for you guys to check out. And like I said, it's really buyer beware. Mm. Ultimately. Thank you so much for all your wisdom, Em. My pleasure. It was, yeah, so nice to deep dive with you. Yeah. And, yeah, if you have any questions for Em, mm. um, check out the Purist Collection, her yeah. incredible luxury skincare um, and lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm also um, on Instagram mm. at Emily underscore the Purist, and that's purist with an I. Um, I share heaps of info on there. That's kind of my naturopathy page. So yeah, um, lots of info on there too. And on my website as well. Yes. And if you're not already in the coven on our Facebook page yeah. in our group, um, shares a witchy wellness yes. tip every Wednesday yes. that gives you heaps of information. So if you haven't already, definitely join the coven on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, come and find us there, WBW Coven. 
Yeah, and as always, you can um, to work with EM, you do yes. appointments online, do. yeah, um, and in person yes. if you're in Perth. Yes. So yeah, like I said, Emily is the skin witch. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you have any skin concerns, but as well as obviously. Um, typical naturopath appointments, mm. looking at the holistic health, mm. definitely get in touch with M. Yeah, I would love, love to help. And, you know, not just acne, but I see a lot of clients with eczema or psoriasis as well. Um, but then also a lot of clients who have similar root issues without the skin being an issue. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I love, I love working with my clients. It's really fun. Amazing. Thank you so much. Anne. Thank you this for having me so on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Folly Witch, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth. And kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.